Today we are going to be talking about incontinence products, more specifically the incontinence range from Lilettes with their pads and liners. We are going to be chatting to Megan Ross, who is an award-winning writer, a mom, and the responder manager and lead moderator for the Lilettes Talk platform, a powerful free online platform dedicated to answering all of your menstrual cycle and incontinence-related questions run by Lilettes. Enjoy today's episode as we cover incontinence that you've heard me talking about on this season of the Nurturepod and you will continue to hear me talking about because it is an incredibly common condition, a common experience as well as a necessary topic to break down taboos, normalize the conversation and to really just make sure that we all know that there's help out there and there are also products that can keep you out active and social while you manage your incontinence concerns. So enjoy. Welcome to today's episode of The Nurture Pod, where we will delve into curious questions in pelvic health. I am Candice Langford, a pelvic health physiotherapist eager to explore the minds, skills, and expertise of pelvic health professionals, and of course, share those conversations and learnings with you. But first, let's talk about bladder leaks. Are you using the correct pads or panty liners? Because... Periods are not the same as pee. I'm excited to share that Lilettes have a new range of dry lock pads and panty liners specifically designed for incontinence with three times more absorption. Pads and panty liners are not a band-aid solution to leaks. As a pelvic health physio, I believe that the correct products play an important role in giving you the control and the confidence to move through your day whilst working with professionals to improve your symptoms. All right, Megan, so if you can tell us, please, what has inspired the creation of the Lilette Incontinence range? Awesome. Thanks for such a great question. So the Lilettes team found that people were actually self-solutionizing with normal menstrual pads. Um, and so they recognized a need for the Drylock range. And keeping with the same brand family that is familiar to those who already use our menstrual products is also comforting, especially as this is an area where a lot of people might feel a bit of shame or embarrassment about their experience with incontinence. We also really wanted to take incontinence out of that quote unquote oops space and provide education alongside the products so that people who are struggling with bladder leaks would also know that they need to seek medical attention rather than just deal with it. Um, education and empowerment have been key aspects of designing the dry lock range. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, absolutely. I want to just pause here. Um, I so value what Lilettes have done with this range with regards to we're not just trying to put a plaster on things. We are providing education, empowerment. We're normalizing the conversation. And I really, that's, that was the reason why I was so keen to jump on board and get involved was just because it wasn't um, a product launch in itself. It was a product launch with empowerment and education, which is what we need to be. You know, people might say, oh, well, you know, 
why is there a public health physio working with a pad brand and trying to put this plaster over it, right? Um, and the, the fact of the matter is, is that they're still necessary complements to the experience. This is going to get you out the door. It's going to get you to continue to play with your kids outside. It's going to give you that confidence while you work with someone, while you manage those symptoms, while you are educated and slowly learn to understand what it is that your body's going through. So they necessary complements. We don't want, some people may need them alongside physio. Some people may, may need them even after having physio, even after having whatever intervention that they go through. But some people might need it to bridge the gap while they are working with the physio until such time as that they no longer have um, experiences of incontinence. So I just I really want to commend the brand. I'm really so excited that that education was so important to you and so high on your agenda. It's it's something that I am sure that people are going to now start looking up to and wanting to follow suit because, you know, I'm, I'm sure all your, yeah, I'm sure all of your, um, your customers are going to really feel comforted and confident even more so in the brand, knowing that you really have their best interest and their health um, at such a high priority. So amazing, amazing work that you are all doing. I, yeah, really, I'm, I'm floating your boat now. And it's not just because I'm working with you, but it's just because it's so refreshing. Um, okay, so <laughs> you can see I'm excited about this. Um, but let me, let me no, just kind of get... <laughs> So let me let me just ask you a couple more questions. Um, I just have a few for you because I just want everyone to know and understand what it is um, that that we've been talking about in every episode. Um, so what is the difference now between the dry lock pads and the panty liners versus those menstrual vers versions, those regular menstrual versions that people have potentially been using? Um, uh, in, in the presence of incontinence because I've had many patients that have, um, I've asked them, okay, they say, yes, I have to use a liner a day. Well, what kind of liner is that? Oh, it's just, you know, the one that I would use for my period if I was spotting, um, so like a light liner. So that's really, really common. And I've always said to people, no, we need to make sure that you're using a pad that is absorbing um, that type of fluid that's designed for that. So if you can just really kind of help us clarify what's this difference between this dry lock pads now? Fantastic question. And that's such an amazing insight um, because the dry lock pads and panty liners are specifically designed for urine. They're designed for pee and not menstrual fluid. So they utilize something called our dry lock technology, which essentially keeps one dry for longer, which is fantastic. That's what we're after, right? Um, and it does this by locking in moisture. And in fact, the panty liners are three times more absorbent than regular panty liners, uh, awesome. while the dry lock pads offer three times the dryness of a regular pad that is designed for your period. So although they're not scented as well, they are able to reduce odor, which I'm sure is something that most certainly would be on someone's mind if they're struggling mm. with bladder leaks. Um, yeah, but essentially the dry lock pads and panty liners are specifically designed for the fluid, um, you know, for urine 
um, they are not just like a normal menstrual version. They've been designed specifically for this. Okay, great, great. Okay, so that increase in the amount of absorption, keeping those tissues dry for longer without necessarily drying them out, right? We're just trying to keep the tissues dry for longer so you're not sitting with, with wet a wet pad against your skin or you're not sitting with wet knickers um, so that you can kind of move around confidently. And I, I like that you brought up that they're not scented um, because, you know, we don't we don't need that we don't need to try and walk around with floral scented vulvas um exactly. your vagina smells like your vagina your vulva smells like your vulva like that and that is good as it is it's amazing as it is um okay so um not scented but is protecting us from that smell of urine because that's another thing that has been brought up time and time again um patients will say you know i feel like someone can smell me that's what keeps me away from social circumstances. Like I'm worried that I'm sitting at lunch or I'm sitting at tea and I leaked a little bit on my way in. Now can this person smell me? And instead of just indulging and being social and living our lives and getting, you know, getting that social interaction and engagement that we need as social beings, we are now in the back of our head stressing about things such as smell. So not scented, but is eliminating that odor of urine in itself. Great, 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 great stuff. And um, I love the the slogan that that the brand came up with, that Lilette came up with, and that pee is not the same as periods. Um, and, you know, it. I think it's just this, this catchy line that people are just going to hold on to and, and um, it's going to help one individual to empower many others because it's just, it is what it is. P is not the same as periods. We need a product for the one. We need a product for the other. They are two different things. We've got two different absorbencies that are needed. Um, so I really love that little that little line that's come up. And um, I've definitely said it uh, a couple of times um, since I've heard it, which is which is really cool. Um, okay, so so just moving on to our last question that I have here for you, Megan. Um, if you can tell us about the three different options that are out there, because so we've heard you say pads, we've heard you, you know, when we were referring to, to menstrual products, you're talking about liners. So there's pads, there's regular, and then there's long panty liners. Why is there this difference? When do we use them? Tell us what that's all about. Awesome. So the Lillette's regular dry lock panty liners are designed for those who experience very light bladder leaks, such as drips and dribbles. Um, these are really for people who might pee a little when they laugh or sneeze. Uh, mm -hmm. So the regular panty liners are ultra slim. They're super soft. Uh, so you're getting that same discretion that would, you would have with a normal panty liner, except this one is specifically for bladder leaks. Yeah. So as I mentioned before, the panty liners offer three times the absorbency of a normal panty liner. So you're more covered, quote unquote, than you would be with a regular panty liner. Uh, and okay. by regular panty liner, I mean one that you'd use for discharge or, you know, when you're spotting and that. So then we have the, um, the Lillette's long panty liners. So these are designed for light bladder leaks still. Um, but for those who are looking for that little bit extra when it comes to protection, again, they're also three times more absorbent than a regular panty liner, 
but they're still slimmer than wearing a full-blown pad. So you've still got that discretion and that sense of lightness that a panty liner gives you. Um, but then you're guarded against, you know, um, leaks, especially if your leaks are light. However, uh, the dry lock pads are then for people who are experiencing moderate bladder leaks, all right? Uh, people who might need a little bit more protection than a panty liner and even the long length panty liner might offer. So what's really great about these pads is they have elasticated sides, so your fit's very secure, which obviously offers a great deal of assurance. And then when it comes to their ability to wick away moisture, they actually offer three times the dryness of a regular pad that you'd use for your period. Okay. Okay. All right. So we've got two liners, one's regular, one's long. So those are both for the lighter leaks. Um, Just remind me there, why why is the one longer? Yeah, so the longer length panty liners are essentially just for those people who need a little bit extra coverage than the regular panty liner might offer. And um, also they're designed for slightly, not moderate bladder leaks yet, but we're looking at something a little bit more than, you know, than when you pee, when you sneeze or laugh. Okay, okay. So there's just a little bit of an increase in volume, but not as much as one would consider a moderate bladder bladder leak where one would then use the pad um so for example now if someone were to uh need a pad when they're going to sleep at night which one would they then choose i would totally say go with a pad just for that like peace of mind just to know that you can go to sleep i mean it's a similar problem you know if when you're going to sleep and you're on your period you want to sleep through you don't want to be waking up during the night worried you know have i leaked here have i leaked there and it's the same with incontinence you know like use the pad um unless of course you're quite confident that your bladder leaks are very light in which case you know you might find a pad a little bit too much and that might be a bit um you know too cumbersome or too big for you to sleep yeah in which case stick to the panty liner Okay, then maybe using the longer panty liner so it covers a longer portion of your knickers so that when you're moving around at night, you know that you're not having to worry that your knickers have slipped or I don't know about you, but I wake up and I feel like my clothes are like round and wrapped and under my arm and like all over the place. So it'll just give one that little bit more security if you've got lighter leaks and then you're having to sleep with a longer more comfortable although they both do sound really they all sound really comfortable like you said the the pad even though it is bigger it's got this elasticated side so it's like a little bit um more fitting um but one might feel like i just want something thinner and slimmer so the longer pantilana might be better for that person and then i'm assuming during the day um choosing between the regular liner and the long liner, maybe the longer one would be better suited to someone that knows that they're going to be up and down and sitting and standing and maybe doing a yoga class and moving around a lot more versus um, just kind of going to the shops, walking in, walking out, or going to stand on the side of the field, watching a kid play sport, or then you know that you're not kind of up and down and you might then choose the the regular liner would that be kind of how you would advise people absolutely that's a fantastic way of looking at it and I think um you know with the longer liners because they offer that little bit more you know coverage with the length uh they're really great for like that 
that movement that you're talking about because uh, you want to carry on with your life. And I think to your very first point in, in this podcast, you were saying, you know, we, we want people to be living. We want people to be socializing and not feel afraid. And we don't want people to be isolated. And I think that's what's so great about products that fit, products that are comfortable, products that you, uh, the brand that you're familiar with. You know, because you don't feel like you're stepping out of your comfort zone. You feel like you're stepping into your day, you know, and with that peace of mind. And I think that's what's been so important for us with this. Beautiful. I, th- I think that's a great motivation to to expand into this very necessary field um, because people need it. We can't shy away from it. It's not going to go away, but it is um, going to rather empower individuals to seek use the right product, then remain active, remain social, and then also while engaging with your advertising, etc., they'll realize, hey, I can speak about this. We've normalized the conversation. We can confidently chat to my friend about it, mention it to them. And in those conversation conversations, that is most likely when you're going to engage with someone that'll say, hey, like this is really, really common. You know, one in three individuals are experiencing this. And if not more, I'm pretty sure it's more. Um, and there's something that can be done about it. Why don't you chat to your doctor? Why don't you see, you know, there's so many options that may be of assistance, whether it's um, hormone therapy, whether it's, physiotherapy, um, it might be tissue release, it might be exercise therapy, it might be using something like a pessary. There's so many options out there. It might just be changing your breathing patterns when you're doing a certain exercise or maneuver. So there's so many options out there to help individuals. And I really love that there's now this familiarity and this trust in the, an existing brand that is now expanding and prioritizing comprehensive pelvic health. Um, it, I think it's just it's just so important and so beautiful to see the way in which you have done um, have brought this this brand to light. Um, I just want to I just want to um, make mention of the use of these products um, for potentially someone that is weightlifting. Um, I would think that the um, the thicker pad now um, would be the better one for individuals that are maybe doing weightlifting and powerlifting and experiencing um, uh, leaks. I think that that's a, that would be probably be the best one to use in those circumstances because those individuals typically have a larger volume of um, bladder of, of urine loss in those circumstances. And um, as always, I'm 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 not trying to put. Uh, plaster on top of these things and ignore their presence and the potential to work with a professional. So please go do so. Um, but I would think that maybe that would be a great scenario in which to use or pick the pad. So if anyone is a, a power lifter and I've worked with a number that that have um, tried to improve, improve their bladder health and the way in which they look after themselves. And some individuals will stand on the stage, do their power lifting, they would leak, they know that they're going to leak and they're super confident and it doesn't stop or hinder their performance at all. And that's amazing. But there are others that I've spoken to that feel as though that knowing that they're going to potentially leak if they push themselves that little bit harder, that is what stops them from pushing themselves harder and performing at what they believe is going to be best for them. Um, So the pad, I believe, do you agree? The pad would probably be the better one to choose in that circumstance. 
for that, for that large, large body, body mass. mass. Absolutely. And I think, you know, again, it comes down to confidence. You want to know that you can step out there, do your thing, whether you're a power lifter or a brand new mom, just someone, anyone going about their day who's who's experiencing bladder leaks, you really want to just have the product that makes you feel like, okay, I, I, I don't have to hide. I, I don't have to be ashamed. Um, this happens to other people too, which as you say, and I think I admire you so much for this. You've said, you know, let's not normalize the problem. Let's not say that this is something that you should be experiencing or, or that it's okay, but it is common. Um, and I think that's been such an important learning curve for all of us um, to, to really pick up on. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, and then the, the second um kind of group of individuals that I want to just mention in this episode would be those that are um, wheelchair bound individuals that may have sensation loss, they may have a new onset of, of incontinence, um, it could even be individuals that are now newly um, uh, experiencing having to walk with crutches, for example, or someone that's walking with a prosthesis for the first time, or someone that's had an amputation. Um, for, for individuals that have disabilities, these products are going to really be um, amazing with regards to expanding their range and their choice um, available to them for for um, for helping to manage such such circumstances um, of, of leaking and also just making sure that these individuals, you know, if, if you're dealing with a new onset um, incontinence alongside now um, having to learn how to mobilize with a wheelchair or learn how to mobilize um, after amputation, we really want to provide products that are going to take that one bit of stress off of that individual's shoulders while they first learn and manage and deal with um, mobilizing in a wheelchair. And when they're ready, that person might say, okay, I've done this. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. I've been able to do that and embrace that because I've had a pad to get me through. And now I'm ready to chat to the, the pelvic health physio. I've got the capacity to now work on X. But that pad is what has gotten that person to be able to push themselves with regards to learning those new skills up until the point where they can now say, okay, now I'm ready because we don't all have capacity all at the exact same time, right? Sometimes we just need to deal with one thing and then the next and then the next because we are complex human beings. We have complex lives. There's so much going on all the time. So um, yeah, I really think that these, that expanding option very variation with regards to what to choose and which circumstances um, one would choose a certain line or pad is just such a blessing and I'm so 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 grateful um, I'm just going to say it now for for the amount of, of effort and energy and learning that has gone into this um, with regards to to the Lillette's team um, it, it's it really is commendable um, so yeah thank you Thank you for making this available to our community. Um, is there anything else that you would like to kind of finish, finish on? Is there any, you know, last points or kind of rounding off or anything that you wanting to um, well, say? Well, I think just personally, out? as someone who's been postpartum, um, you know, my child is seven years old. And like, if I had known at that point when I was experiencing, you know, like quite typical 
um, bladder leaks. If I had known then that there's a product that I can just get, that's something, you know, I've, I've gone from like the maternity pads and now I can go to like, say, Inco pads just while I'm like, experiencing this issue. I think if it, that would have made a huge difference for myself. So I've just found like working on this campaign, I just feel very, very passionate about it. Um, you know, I think if, if you can, as you say, take one thing off someone's shoulders, um and and to that point as well help someone's mental health as well like give give someone peace of mind give them confidence to step out into their day and um you know as you say not mask the problem not put a band-aid on top of the problem but really really just help someone get to the point where they're getting the interventions that they need i think that's been at the heart of this whole campaign yeah oh lovely Absolutely. There's lots of heart that has gone into this campaign on, on behalf of the team and each individual. I can see your passion as we are chatting. I can hear your passion as we're chatting here. It really is important to you. It's important to the team and it's been beautiful to see. Um, so thank you so much, Megan. It's been wonderful to chat with you and hear thank more you so about much, the products. Candace. Really appreciate you having us. In addition to the amazing insight that we have gained from Megan about the Lilette's incontinence range, I wanted to just go through a couple of things that might help you now that you're feeling like you know and understand the product range and you might decide to reach out to a healthcare provider to just chat about your current experiences whilst using the correct pads, of course, or liners. Okay, so if you are planning on going to the doctor, it's always valuable to arrive with some information. If you arrive with nothing, that is fine. Go chat to your doctor and they will ask you questions that will help you to really work through what it is you are experiencing. But if you arrive with a little bit of information, it can always be helpful. So what you might do is for about three days, but up to a full week, you might start to really pay attention to what is happening. Try to take note of when you leak and how much you leak. You might decide to keep a bladder diary, which in, in which you would record your fluid intake as well as your output, which is not as important as taking note of and documenting when you leak and what causes you to leak and the volume of leaking. So for example, you might find by doing this for three days that after having a cup of coffee, you tend to have a sense of urgency where you have to run to the loo. While you are running to the loo, you feel like there's a little bit of a drip, drip, drip. And then when you sit to empty your bladder, you might also document that you actually can't quite get that urine out. These are all valuable bits of information for the healthcare provider to have in order to guide you going forward, whether it's your, your GP, whether it's a urologist, or even with your pelvic health physio, I can assure you that these are all important and valuable pieces of information to have. You might also find that it's particularly in the evening and after writing things down, you might realize, oh, okay, wow, I really drink a lot in the evening. It's a lot of 
water while I'm having my dinner and then I down a couple of glasses afterwards and after that that's when I tend to get a little bit of urgency and I feel like I need to run to the loo um, you might find that oh okay it's in the middle of the day whenever I sneeze, sneeze cough or laugh that's when I'm getting a little bit of urine leaking and if I've had a cup of coffee, then it doesn't, it's no longer a small little leak, but rather a large leak. Um, those little bits of information can really, really be very helpful. So you, you might find all sorts of different patterns, but you can Google a bladder diary and that can help you to document. Otherwise, you can just make notes on your phone about the last couple of days as to when you leak and how much you leak and if there's any specific notes that you can take on those points. Um, if you your provider might want you to give a little bit more detail, um, and I'm not surprised if they do, but sometimes they will gain enough information just out of these little bits. If they require more information, they might give you a specific tailored bladder diary that's going to help them to decipher exactly what the aggravating factors are and anything that they can potentially see to intervene. Another thing that you can bring to your doctor's attention or your healthcare provider's attention would be the types of pads that you are using and how many you go through in the day or in the night. So you might say, I go through full th three. <laughs> you might say, I go through three full pads um, on the weekend and then we start to notice oh okay on the weekend that's when you have one maybe two glasses of wine or that's when you're more active um compared to during the week where you say okay from monday to friday i typically go through one pad um and that might then be associated with the amount of fluid intake or your behaviors etc these are things that we can try to work through but having a little bit of insight about when you leak, what causes you to leak and how much you are leaking can be valuable, but also giving the doctor or the provider some information about what type of pads you're using and how many you are going through. This can be a really nice little objective measure to monitor your progress with intervention. So you might go to your physio, get a couple of exercises, which might be release, relax, um, lengthen type work, as well as strengthen work. Remember, it's not just about doing activation, activation. There is a lot of value in working through the full range of motion of your pelvic floor muscles, as well as the surrounding joints. So you might then, after a week or two weeks, report back and say, wow, okay, I'm only ever using one pad. So it's a really nice objective measure to to provide then another point that I would like to to bring to your attention and something that has come up in practice and a couple of other times as well um a, on social media etc is tracking when exactly is this incontinence happening or this experience of wetness in one's knickers? So there's been a number of times where I have advised individuals, okay, well, why don't you track when it is happening? Because it's inconsistent. It's only every now and then. But when it's there, then it's really, really bothersome. So sometimes we actually need to differentiate between cervical mucus at the time of ovulation causing a bit of wetness in one's underwear um, versus there being incontinence because 
Sometimes individuals experience a very subconscious loss of urine and they might end up going to the loo and when they pull their knickers down, then they notice, oh my word, it's wet. I don't even remember leaking. But that can also be confused with a normal experience of cervical mucus at the time of ovulation. So if we track our menstrual cycles, we don't have to be hypervigilant about it, but just get to know when it is that you are um, going through ovulation. Sometimes we can start to see, oh, okay, I don't need to panic. This inconsistent and irregular wetness that I'm finding in my underwear is actually more associated with my time of ovulation. And that can really ease a lot of panic. Um, but you can absolutely chat to your healthcare provider about that too. I just felt that it was an important point to bring across here. Then the next thing and the last thing that I want to just quickly add to this episode is your bladder habits. So making sure that you are drinking enough fluids during the day. Obviously, we are not wanting our fluid intake to be primarily fizzy drinks, sugary drinks, etc. But we do need to get some some water in. Um, you might want to take that fluid intake with some tea. It might be nice little herbal tea that just helps you to get more fluid in. Um, with that, some individuals do find benefit from rather sipping fluid during the day as opposed to downing fluid and thinking, oh my word, I haven't drank all day. Let me just down some at breakfast, down some at lunch, and down some at dinner time. Some individuals can do that perfectly fine with no issues, but others need to pay more attention to how much they're taking in and how frequently. So if that's you, potentially try rather sip through the day um, as opposed to to downing fluid just to try get um, enough intake through the day. Remember that we also get um, sufficient fluid intake from our veggies and our fruits. Um, and then outside of that, we do need to drink to thirst, depending on your activity and the temperature of the room around you, the temperature outside, etc. That might vary in the amount of fluid intake that you're, get, you're taking on. Um, a lot of the time when it comes to individuals experiencing incontinence, they believe or they feel like the resolution will be in restricting fluid intake. And that is absolutely not the answer. We need to make sure that you're still getting adequate fluid intake. There is some theory around that darker urine causing more irritation to the inside of the bladder, causing more frequency, more urgency. So you don't want to now go dehydrate yourself, which can potentially then make the symptoms worse in order to try and resolve because it's just, it's working against you. So please rather use the correct pads, work with a provider, make sure you're taking enough fluid intake and rather manage these symptoms um, in, in this way as opposed to restricting your fluid intake because water is important for you. Okay, and then with this, I like to just make sure that you are filling and emptying your bladder entirely. So usually what I say to, to patients, um, obviously, you know, each each situation, each patient, each experience is absolutely unique. So there's no blanket coverage. But what we can try and stick to is um, around about the two to four hour mark, making sure that you are getting enough filling occurring as opposed to going every 
45 minutes every hour where you're not getting adequate filling of your bladder. So if we can delay the first urge, empty maybe around the second urge, around the two to four hour mark, please chat to your provider if this is if this is you because it really, really does vary per person. Um, but making sure that you're filling your bladder adequately um, and the important point to take take home here is to not go to the loo just in case all the time so if you're going to the loo just in case five times a day then you're probably going to be going too much in that day sometimes going just in case in inverted commas is is adequate right you are going for a long drive and you want to feel comfortable and you go and Empty your bladder just in case, just so that you know that you can get through that long drive without any urgency. And if it's going to give you ease of mind, then go and do it. But if you're going just in case, like I said, five times a day, then we really need to start to reconsider how much just in case you are doing. But please don't be um, too alarmed or hypervigilant or hard on yourself, because sometimes we do need to do so. Um, so making sure that you are filling your bladder entirely, not to the point that it wants to burst. So we are getting enough um, intake. We're filling the bladder enough to the point where then you are going to now go and empty your bladder, but you don't want to go and delay the urge to urinate three, four, five times, and then your bladder feels like it's going to pop because when you are then overfull, the likelihood of you leaking in that circumstance is even higher. So we can absolutely go into more detail about this, but I'm really just trying to cover the basics here. So getting enough fluid in, taking it in relatively slowly, as opposed to downing it, making sure that you're not emptying just in case all the time, or you're not emptying on the first urge all the time and going every 45 minutes, um, but rather trying to get a, a void in every two to four hours. They say around about eight times a day, but everyone is different. Um, and then when you are now going to empty your bladder, instead of bouncing on the spot and jumping up and down and really feeling like you're having to hold your breath and squeeze your knees, um, rather practicing strong exhales, nice pelvic floor activation on those exhales and walking more calmly to the bathroom. There's a couple other techniques that one can implement at this point in time. And then when you're sitting on the loo, trying not to push and power pee, right? We don't want to hear um, Victoria Falls or just like a waterfall when you're sitting on the loo. It should be relax, sit, do nothing. This is your moment. Sit and relax just for a couple of, for one to two minutes and just chill. Let your bladder do its work. Might be over in 40 seconds, but you got 40 seconds of relaxation time, which is great. Don't push your urine out. Um, and then take note at this point if when you stand up to walk away from the loo, if there is any leaking at that point, and that would be something that you would bring to your, your public health physio's attention too. Okay, before I go on for too long, I just wanted to make sure that we had a little bit more insight and maybe I can do a longer or a solo episode on this and just kind of repeat these things um, in another shorter episode. But that should cover a couple of those details. Um, I am so excited to have a brand that is conscious of the necessary space for education and empowerment about using the correct products but also advocating for one's education and intervention that is appropriate to help one work past that experience of incontinence um okay amazing 
so much talk about we all in one day. I love it. <laughs> I shouldn't be surprised. I talk about um, bladder function every day. Okay, great. I think we have covered enough foundations there, little bits and pieces of information for you to bring to your doctor's attention, identify when and where and how you are leaking, and then just a couple of habits to make sure that you're filling and emptying your bladder um, appropriately. Please chat to your provider. Remember that this is not personalized healthcare information. This is information sharing only, and you will be best served if you work with a professional that you can tell your personalized experiences to. So thank you so much for listening today and have yourself a beautiful remainder of whatever time of the day it is for you. Well, NurturePod listeners, until next time, please review and subscribe. And as always, stay curious. As a special treat for listening to today's episode, you can head over to the nurturepelvichealth.com website and use the code NurturePod for 20% discount on all pelvic and sexual health courses. This episode is brought to you by the Lillette's Dry Lock and Continence range of pads and panty liners specifically designed for bladder leaks because you deserve to maintain a healthy, happy, active lifestyle in the presence of leaks. This is why when working with patients with incontinence, I encourage them to use the correct type of pads as they work towards their treatment goals.